Good day, Eugene, and welcome to Gay is a Radio, where you are family. Cape Town Comedy Festival that runs from the 11th of February until the 29th of February. And Eugene Matthews is performing his stand-up comedy act called The Relaunch of Gina during this festival. Let's first meet the man behind the name. Where do you come from? Where were you born? I live in a little suburb in Cape Town called Kensington. And you know the great part of that is whenever I come up to Johannesburg, I live in a great suburb called Kensington. It's the funniest thing. I have a friend who lives out in Kensington in Johannesburg. So I can't get away from this place. Or I can, but then I'm just in another version of it. Yeah, exactly. Something in the universe tells you you must stay in Kensington. Maybe I should become a princess of Kensington or something. <laughs> Let's see how it goes. Yeah. So where does your love for the comedy come from? About nine years ago, I got on stage for the first time and I performed stand-up comedy. And it took me a very long time to finally get onto the stage after asking many people their opinions on whether I should give it a try or not. Many people have encouraged me to do it. Eventually, I got on stage and after that very, very first performance, I was hooked immediately. I've always been a fan of stand-up comedy. I've always watched DVDs and gone to live shows and everything, but the idea of me doing it myself was so far-fetched. It was such an unattainable goal, and now it's what I do. Nine years later, it's what I do. And you've come to learn to love it even more. Oh, my that's the love of my life. If I don't perform at least once a week, I'm the most impossible person to deal with. I'm a horrible, ugh. It's now at the point where my mother asked, she asked me, like, have you performed this week? And I'm like, actually, no, I haven't. So I think go perform. Please, just go work. Just go, do <laughs> just go. Get something else. <laughs> yeah. So people, like, people, more and more people now understand that it's now, it's, I won't say it's an addiction. It's a passion. It's something that I need to do because it's, it's my art. It's how I express myself. So were you nervous the first time that you went on stage? Nine years ago. Oh, my God. I was so nervous. I actually wrote some crib notes on my hand. And then a friend of mine, he was trying to parallel park his car in the road. And then he, right, and then he phoned me and he told me, please come park this car. I can't get it right. So I go down and I parallel park the car. And then a few minutes before they announced, welcome to Sage G. Matthews, I looked at my hand, my, like my crib notes, and it was all wiped off. <laughs> and that just put me... Ooh, that freaked me out. But then they said, welcome stage, Eugene Matthews. And then I was there on stage with this audience who were expecting to see me do well with no crib notes. So I just started speaking and then, yeah, that was it. I was a goner after that. Improv to its best. Like I, I had an idea of what my set was going to be. But uh, the set that I had planned and the set that happened on stage, very, very different. Yeah, exactly, because nerves kick in and then adrenaline starts pumping and then everything goes outside the window. Exactly that, exactly <laughs> that. And, uh, like, it's a, I can't explain to you what it's like being on that stage, performing for people and getting the, and entertaining them. But the high that you, the performance high that you get after the, that it's, uh, that's better than sex. <laughs> now I've had some good sex in my life, but that uh, that feeling, wow. So do you still get nervous when you get on stage today? I've come to realize that I am horrible if I'm not nervous. There's a certain sense of vulnerability that your audience wants from you. 
So if I'm not nervous, then I come across as extremely cocky. And audiences don't like that. Mm. Then they turn on you and then the show is horrible. But I also find that that nervous and I, it's a, it's a, like a jump start. It's like a, it's like a turbocharger on an engine. It just takes my performance to another level because I, first of all, I need to overcome the nerves and that is a mission in itself. So yeah, I still, I, I need the nerves. I get nervous every, every time I get on stage and I need it. So you said earlier that you watched a lot of stand-up com comedians do their thing when you were younger. Who is or was your favorite stand-up comedian? I have to give it up to Mr. Mark Lottering. Okay, and why? Look, I, I just thought that people would go on stage and talk and make jokes and whatever. I never knew that there was such an art to stand-up comedy. And Mark Lottering is an artist. With his, I haven't seen him live at every show of his, but I've seen a I've performed with him, I've shared the stage with him a couple of times and whatever. I consider him a friend. But back in the day when I was watching these DVDs and watching his live shows, I was always in awe of his stage presence and there's just a magic about seeing him on stage. It's just his relatability, he's always current, he's irrelevant. Like these are all things that like every stand-up comedian would want to be, and every time I've seen him, he's always just brought it. Um, another big favorite of mine is uh, Mr. Stuart Taylor, uh, who is one of the producers for the Mother City Comedy Festival. Him as well, relaxed nature on stage, doesn't need to do uckleches and backflips and all that mm -hmm. things to get his joke across. It's just well-written, funny, all the things that I would want from a set. He always has it, consistent. And then there's the Americans, the Cat Williams and the Kevin Hartz and some Moors and all these different uh, other comedians. But I would say out of everybody, the two of them, um, Stuart and Mark, those are, those are my guys. So what inspires your acts then? Where do you draw your inspiration from? I have now come to the point where I put myself in weird situations just so that I can have something new to talk about on stage. And strange things happen to me all the time. And I'm always in an altercation or like life just happens and then I just talk about it on stage. Do you think Obviously that is life's way of trying to get you to have more um, script writing or script work to work with? I've never ever thought about it like that, but if that is the case, then I thank the universe for all the material that has been providing <laughs> me throughout the years. Keep streaming Gay SA Radio, where you are family. So, Eugene, tell us quickly, what is the relaunch of Gina about? Can we have a sneak preview? Look, we all know that Beyonce has this alter ego called Sasha Fierce. Mm -hmm. When she goes on stage... Then Beyonce stays behind and then Sasha Fierce takes the reins, mm. right? So I have something very similar to that. And I just decided one day to give it a name. This is Gina. Because I'm a pretty laid back person and I, I don't go on or perform. I'm, I, I'm not on, if, if that, if that makes sense. I'm, yeah. I'm not on and just chill and observe. I'm one of those people. 
But when I get onto stage, then I leave Eugene at the bar and I let Gina take the reins. Gina must now take the wheel. Gina must go do the thing on stage. So she's like your alter so, ego. Yeah, basically. But it's not that serious. But yes, uh, Jeb, like I have a lot of comedians who now know that there is the sometimes when Eugene goes on stage and then when Gina comes, then it's like, oh my God, no, <laughs> Gina's here. Anything can happen tonight. So basically, the relaunch of Gina tells the story of a bullied little boy, would be me, actually. A boy was severely bullied at at primary school into high school. And the developments and the changes and the things that I've been through to be who I am today. A mid-30s stand-up comedian in Cape Town who's fighting for relevance in his community. And when I say community, I mean the LGBTQ community. I'm, I'm fighting for relevance. Recap on that one. You said the story is about a little boy who got bullied. What is your opinion then about LGBT bullying? You know, I actually touched on this, the topic, a couple of weeks ago, when a teacher was telling us about the bully at their school and the bully is gay. He probably doesn't know that yet because he's still a pretty young. Actually, he knows. He knows. He's a, he's a really smart guy. He's a bright kid. Mm-hmm. So to see that things have now come full circle with the gays or the bullies now at school, it's, I don't approve of it. I really don't. I don't condone it or anything. But if I think about what I've been through at high school, and it was, it was pretty brutal. It wasn't really violent. It was emotional. A lot of emotional bullying that I had to put up with, and there was some violence, yeah, yeah, and yeah, you know, the occasional fight, yeah, as, yeah. as boys would do at school. LGBTQ bullying, it's a terrible, terrible thing, and the only way that we are going to get this problem solved is by our parents, by the parents of the kids, by them educating the kids and letting them know that, hey, there are other kids out there who will be different, and that's okay. Different is okay. I don't want everybody to be the same. So just encourage that learning and that understanding and that compassion. And I think that could go a long way towards uh, the bullying coming to an end. It's not a perfect solution, and it's going to take a lot of time for, for this to come right. But it starts with the parents. Yeah. And at the same it's time, gotta start teachers somewhere. need to be, yeah. And teachers need to also be compassionate enough to be able to deal with it. Cause I remember when I reported my bully at school and then I was told, no, fuck up, stand up to him. What's going on with you? Basically, don't be a sissy. Yeah. There was never any, okay, he, he, he bullies you because you are, they never made me understand why I was being bullied. They just constantly told me, stand up for yourself, don't be a sissy. And um, if people or if kids understand why they are being bullied and they, they, they know, they get, they understand that their differences, it's their special gift. Your difference is your gift. Once they start appreciating that, then that could go a long way. So where exactly does this show take place then in Cape Town? It's at the Baxter Theatre on the 25th of February this year, obviously. Now, you must know the Baxter Theatre for performing Ketan is a big deal. It took me nine years, but I'm finally performing a one-man show at the Baxter Theatre. So, this is, this is exciting stuff for me. It's a, this, is a, this is a milestone in my career. Well, then, in the words of Chloe Cripp tonight, congratulations on that as well. Thank you. <laughs> so, where can people buy tickets? 
tickets are available on web tickets. And the great thing about web tickets is you can actually buy those tickets at pick and pay. So cool. you can get smart shopper points if you buy it at pick and pay. Very important. Or you can just buy it online. Web tickets, you just do a search for Mother City Company Festival and then you scroll down. By the 25th of February. Mm-hmm. Or you can just go to the Facebook link, uh, the relaunch of Gina, and then there will be a, a link where you can just click on and then you can buy the tickets straight through from there. So do you have a social media account? You said now Facebook, no? Uh, Facebook, the Eugene Matthews page. Matthews is with one T. I'm very hectic about it. My surname is Matthews, not Matthews. Matthews. <laughs> um, the Eugene Matthews page on Facebook. On Twitter and Instagram, it's at Eugene underscore Matthews. On LinkedIn, it's Eugene Matthews. Great success. Now, the relaunch of Gina has also been added to the Cape Town Pride Festival's list of events. Tell us a little bit about this. Look, every year, myself and my fellow comedian and very good friend of mine, Chantal Jacks Fenter, the two of us put a stand-up comedy show together for the Pride Festival every year. But this year, both our shows were accepted into the Mother City Comedy Festival, and that runs at the same time as Pride. And we just do not have the compare the capacity to do our shows and the Pride shows, and it's just too much. So I had the idea of why don't we just get everybody to come to join forces. I spoke to Matthew from the Cape Town Pride Festival, the director of the Cape Town Pride Festival, and I told him, why don't we join forces and make our shows, our individual shows, make that part of Pride? Because, look, myself, I'm an openly gay stand-up comedian. Chantal is openly lesbian. And we, what we are doing, it's a big thing. Like, it's a, it's a huge achievement to be part of the Mother City Comedy Festival. Why don't we just celebrate it and just... Everybody just joined forces, and there we go. And Matthew liked the idea, and now it's a thing. And then in turn, myself and Chantal, we will be the hosts of Cape Town Pride this year. That is also a big achievement, no? Isn't it, though? I've been gay for a very long time, so this is, I feel almost like it's validation, but I don't think that's the right word. Yeah, and now you are gay and excited. I am living my best life. (laughs) Well, best of luck, Eugene, and thank you very much. And make them people laugh out loud. That's the plan. That's the plan. I promise to give the best performance of my life at that show. Well, my name is Ruan Spencer, and this is Gay SA Radio, where you are family.